But how in all heaven does Shepherd know about the affair in the first place? I hardly think that Lord Aback would have— I told him— Nielsen burst out. I broke my oath. Oh, Mr. Balfour, he had me in a corner, and he knew I was hiding something, and I buckled. I couldn't think fast enough. You've every right to be furious with me. You've every right. I don't mind. Not at all, said Balfour, to whom this confession had come as a strange relief. Now Lauderback will know you didn't keep his confidence, Nielsen went on miserably, and by tomorrow morning all of Westland will know that he took a mistress in Mrs. Wells, and perhaps he'll lose the seat in Parliament and it's all my fault. I'm ever so sorry. Truly, I am. What else did you tell him? Balfour said. About Anna? And the blackmail and the gowns? No, said Nielsen, looking shocked. And nothing about Carver, either. All I said was that Mrs. Wells had been Lord Aback's mistress. That was all. But now Governor Shepherd's gone and said as much in the paper. Well, that's quite all right, said Balfour, clapping Nielsen on the shoulder. That's quite all right. Governor Shepherd might have found that out from anywhere. If Lauderback asks, I'll tell him that I've never spoken two words to Shepherd in all my life, and that will be the truth. I'm dreadfully sorry, said Nielsen. Not a bit, said Balfour, patting him. Not a bit of it. Well, you're very kind to say, sir, said Nielsen. Happy to help, said Balfour. I still don't know who sold me out to Lauderback in the first place, Nielsen said, after a moment. I'll have to keep asking, I suppose. He sighed and turned again to scan the faces of the crowd. I say, Mr. Nielsen, Balfour said, I've thought of something. Apropos of, uh, of, well, of nothing at all, really. Here. Next time I have some commission work, next time something comes across my desk, you know, I might not go to Mr. Cochrane after all. You know, he's had my business for a long time, but, well, I wonder if it might be time for a change. I'll wager we'll all come out of this business looking for a man to lean on, looking for a man to trust. As I say, you'll have it, my business, in the future. He did not look at Nielsen. He began to fish in his jacket pocket for a cigar. That's very kind of you, said Nielsen. He watched Balfour for a moment longer, and then, nodding slowly, turned away. Balfour found a cigar, unwrapped it, bit off its end, and placed it between his teeth. Then he struck his match, angled it so the flame caught, and held the flame to the square end of the cigar. He puffed at it three times, blowing out his cheeks. Then he shook out the match, plucked the cigar from his mouth, and turned it around to make sure that the tobacco was burning. Mr. Clinch. Yes, said Clinch. What is it? I have a question, Talfari said. Well then, ask. Why did you buy the cottage of Crosby Wills? The hotelier groaned. Not that, he said. Let's not talk about that. Not tonight. Why? Just leave it, Clinch snapped. I'm out of humour. I'm not discussing Crosby bloody wells. He was watching the widow as she moved from guest to guest. Her crinoline was so wide that she parted the crowd wherever she walked, leaving an aisle of space behind her. She has a cruel face, Tafari observed. Yes, Clinch said. 
I think so too. Not a friend of Maori. No, I expect not. Nor the Chinese, as we can very well see. Nor of any man in this room, I don't doubt. Clinch drains his glass. I'm out of humour, Mr. Towferry, he said again. When I'm out of humour, do you know what I like to do? I like to drink. That's good, Towferry said. Clinch reached for the decanter. You'll have another? Yes. He refilled both their glasses. Anyway, he said, as he returned the decanter to the sideboard, the appeal will go through, and the sale will be revoked, and I'll get my deposit back, and that will be that. The cottage won't belong to me any longer. It will belong to Mrs. Wells. Why did you buy? Telfari persisted. Clinch exhaled heavily. It wasn't even my idea, he said. It was Charlie Frost's idea. Buy up some land, he said. That way nobody will ask any questions. Tafari said nothing, waiting for Clinch to go on. Presently he did. Here's the argument, he said. You don't need a miner's right if the land's your very own, do you? And if you find a piece of gold on your own land, it's yours, isn't it? That was the idea. His idea, I mean, it wasn't mine. I couldn't take the gowns to the bank, not without a miner's right. Then ask where it came from, and then I'd be stuck. But if I had a piece of land for my very own, then nobody asks anything at all. I never knew about Johnny Quee, you see. I thought the gold had been in the dresses all along, still pure. So I saved up for a deposit. Charlie said to wait for either a deceased estate or a subdivision. Either the one or the other, he said, for the sake of staying clean. So when the Wells tract came up for sale, I bought it first thing, thinking that, well, I don't know. It was stupid. Settling there with, I don't know. Of course, Anna comes home from jail in a different dress the very next day, and then after she quits the place, I find out the other dresses have been stripped. It was the leaden makeweights that I was feeling. The old plan's gone to custard. I've got a piece of land I don't want, and no money to call me own, and Anna, well, you know about her. Taufari was frowning. The Arahura is a very sacred place, he began. Yes, well, said Clinch, waving a hand to silence him. The law's the law. If you want to buy the cottage back again, you're more than welcome. But it's not me you should be talking to, it's her. They gazed across the room at Mrs. Wells. The problem with beautiful women, Clinch said presently, is that they always know it, and the knowing turns them proud. I like a woman who doesn't know her own beauty. A stupid woman, Taufari said. Not stupid, Clinch said. Modest, unassuming. I do not know those words. Clinch waved a hand. Doesn't say too much. Doesn't speak about herself. Knows when to keep quiet, and knows when to speak. Cunning, said Telfari. Not cunning, Clinch shook his head. Not cunning and not stupid either. Just careful and quiet and innocent. Who is this woman? said Telfari slyly. No, this isn't a real woman, said Clinch. He scowled. Never mind. Hi, Edgar. Do you have a moment? Lerventhal had come up behind him. 
by all means, 